Back to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back on the block. You're joining us every day, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6, right here. But this time, we're not here. We're not in studio. We're actually at Mary Ellen's on 28th and Pine Lake. We've got, got some my food guy. now. Some great food. Hey, listen, yeah. I tasted that pasta just now, that's, that spaghetti. Potato salad phenomenal. legit, too. Absolutely phenomenal. But I will say this. I've got a special guest that joined us on the block today. And he is one of the bad boys, bad boys. My boy Rick Mahorn has popped in on the block to join us. We have a great topic to discuss with my boy Rick. Rick, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Y'all out there and having some fun. It's all hot up here in Detroit. It's nasty and humid. I ain't used to this up here, man. Hey, Rick, I'll tell you this, my man. I, I know you would love the place that we're in right now. Mary Ellen's, the soul food is slamming, my boy. Whenever you get you get a chance, I know you ain't going to get much of a chance because you Detroit to the heart. But if I can get you down for a golf tournament or something, or something I'm going to bring you out to Mary Ellen's because it is phenomenal. That sounds like a bet. Yeah, it's yeah. a bet. So we've been talking on the block, man. You're, you're joined with my partner and I, Nate, Nate Brennan. And uh, I walked in on the discussion, Big Rick, and I walked into uh, shots fired. I mean, it was like <laughs> I was in the crosshairs. It was aggressive. It was real aggressive in the, in the studio. And part of the conversation kind of then transitioned to what transpired in, in, in the last game where Jason Tatum had the ball on the baseline. He's walking back to the bench, and he has Draymond Green and – you know, GP, the glove son, Gary Payton II, is following him into the bench area and through the players and following him in that method. I said this. The question said, what would Rick Mahorn in the bad boys days had done had one of them cats had found their way in the bench area trying to, trying to play Big Willie Bobo and walk through like there was no no issue and no problem. How would the big Rick Mahorn and the bad boy crew handle somebody like that, Draymond, of, of, of this day? Strick, you've known me for a minute, and when you got in the league, hit you with a couple of picks. Yes. Is, first and foremost, nobody would have ever walked into our huddle if we're all together, and especially by our bench. It would have had some problems. But here's the thing with Draymond Green and uh, Gary Payton III is trying to do. They're trying to, the, the, that's called that uh, mental warfare. And when, you, mm-hmm. when, you, when you're in somebody's head, you know, you go like, I'm in your head. It's like Charles Barkley doing that commercial for betting. And he's got his little, little, little devil over there. He's like, come on, Charles, you know you don't want to bet. You don't need no dessert. Nah, that's a, those are the things that you try to use, especially in the playoffs, because, you know, you're trying to win a championship. Absolutely. So it's understandable then, but, but, but still not, he, come he, on. He, but, but he would have got his ass whooped. I'm sorry if I said it on there. It would have been a problem. 
Rick, Rick, thanks for joining us, man. I got to ask you, one of your former teammates, Isaiah Thomas, has been very critical about today's NBA. A lot of what he said is kind of today's NBA wouldn't have transitioned into your era. If you played a team like the Warriors right now, do you think they would have fit in your era, one, and two, if they did, do you think they'd be as successful as they are now? The thing is, you know, they changed the rules just because of us, period. And <laughs> right. when, when you when it's, it, it became more of a free-flowing game, David Stern was tired of seeing, you know, the rough and tumble, where we all learned to play uh, growing up on uh, in the city streets or in the park. You play where you want to stay on the court the whole time. Physicality is still kind of there, but it's more of like, to me, more like when the ABA first got into uh, professional sports, they, they needed something different. And the three-pointer has been weaponized. And it's something that, you know, big men can't, you don't need a big, the traditional big man. You look at how Golden State changed their lineup in that game four uh, in Boston, they changed that lineup. When you got a guy, Otto Porter Jr., you have to worry about his shooting ability now that takes uh horford or robert williams the third off of uh draymond and looney now all of a sudden you got looney coming off the bench so it's all about uh the game of basketball what rules would be applied i think as basketball players we learn to adjust and i know in every era people just change a little bit but you're still going to do if the speed limit is 55 you're still going to do 65 aren't you <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's true so, Big Rick, um, one other thing is, is one, of, one of the questions we talked about, there are certain players that, you know, in the discussion we were talking about has the ability to make the adjustments and transition. So my commitment, I mean, my thought and comment was that there were still some players that would be good but may not have been great in the, in the, area, in the era. And where we saw that, I said that Dirk, was one of the players that got to transition from the early years of physicality and kind of watched his career progress through that, whereas early on he was good, but he wasn't great until he got into this part. Not to say he couldn't have been, but I'm saying his greatness was really elevated the more that you weren't able to put body because when you saw them against Golden State, when – when Baron Davis and Steven Jackson, them guys went into punk mode, it was still mm-hmm. a little bit of physical. And that's where, you know, he kind of felt. Now he learned from that and he became better when he faced Miami. And that's where he won because he was able to play a little bit more physical. So that's where I know he's a transitioner guy. But but talk about that. Some guys that you think can make okay. a transition. You know, I, I think when you when you when you when you put it in that perspective, you have to say, well, we had when I came in the league, it was only 12 guys on the team. They just expanded from 11 to 12 on the roster. Then you got to figure out, okay, it was 22 teams, and they just expanded to Dallas. Speaking of uh, dirt, uh, they expanded to Dallas. So now you're looking at, okay, so now guys are getting jobs. Now the roster is 17, two two-way players, uh, 30 teams, eight more teams. Since I, I lasted so long in the league, I'm going like, man, this is easy, but back in the day, you had to fight tooth and nail. And I'm not saying these guys are not more athletic. Uh, they're, they're, they're athletic. They, are they smarter? Are they, you know, these are the things that we have to look at. They're younger. For one thing, a lot of times I look at the games and I'm going like, well, how come Houston is like 
like 19 games and or you got uh, Oklahoma with 20 with 20 wins and and they always the only team that we used to look at back in the day were the Clippers and the Clippers mm. were one of those teams you go like man they're gonna be first they're gonna get the first pick of the draft and then all of a sudden things started to change so I see transitioning guys I see a guy like uh, I mean Kevin Durant of course because he's got a jump right. shot I see I see guys like uh, LeBron James of course. I, and I mean, I see guys that are good. They would probably, and I'm not knocking their ability. They could right. be, you know, players that could play on a team if they shorten the, if they shorten the, uh, the rosters. You'll see a whole lot of different games instead of saying, okay, this guy is going to be so and so. But I just think these guys are, are playing uh, very good basketball. I mean, they're very skilled. Uh, you know, like you ain't gonna see me shoot no three. Sh- shoot, strict. I ain't never gonna see you shoot a three in this league if you're playing now. Yeah, yeah. Rick, one thing that I want to ask you that I th- I find so fascinating is that my generation, I'm 23 years old. The only the really NBA that I know is today's NBA. Kind of what I interpret from the bad boys is word of mouth from my parents, grandparents, whatever may have you, and then the documentary 30 for 30 Bad Boys. How accurate of a depiction was that documentary of what the NBA was actually like during that area? First, when you when you're 23, you gotta learn the game. You gotta you gotta you gotta. Right now, we have YouTube, so this is your era. You go to YouTube <laughs> and watch all the games if you want to. Those are the things that I look at. But when I tell a young guy, if you never seen Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or if you ever seen a Wilt Chamberlain, you see the clips of a Willis Reed guys that. You know, you sit up there and go like these dinosaurs. These are guys that's a foundation. What? What? Mount, Moses know, Malone too. They, yeah, they didn't get to oh, see Moses. They didn't get to see My West Unsell. I mean, we right. we talk about a guy. I mean, I played against West Unsell, Artis Gilmore, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bob Lanier when I first got in the league. So what I would tell someone that is young: do your homework if you want to be the best. And I mean. I'll tell you, Strick, what, what, and I'll tell you what, what really was emotional to me is when Shaq told me to come over there and give him a hug. Or uh, LeBron mm. James knows my name, knows me by mm. name. You know, mm. you, know you, you pay homage to the, the predecessors in order to move forward. So when you're young, you're going to see because it's instantaneous then. Back then, you had to do your homework. Remember, we all had to go to the library. Now all we got to do is go to the Internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, true so, facts. But the true but facts. The, the you know when when I say about the bad boys was that you asked me that question, it depicted us who we were. Uh, we took the game. We were gritty. We were guys that you know what, in order to be the best defense was was what I our identity was. You have to have an identity when you're playing sports, even as a person. So you got to be. Uh, they got to identify you, man. I ain't mess with that guy. He's tough. Or I'm not messing with that guy. He's smart. Or he or she is smart. You know, or he and she are, you know, crafty. These are the things that you look at. Yeah. I will, I'm going to ask this one more time as we prepare to go out. I thank you again for taking the time, yeah. man. I appreciate you as a brother for, my man, uh, for joining us on the man. block. I'll do it for you. <laughs> yeah, love, love. And, and so here's the deal. Um, once again, Isaiah Thomas, uh, there's a timeout called. He's got the ball in his hand. He's walking on the baseline, and Draymond Green and and uh, Gary Payton the third, second, or whichever <laughs> one he is, he's he's making his way into your domain. 
who's first to hit him with the uh, two-piece chicken wing, and who's who's next to hit him with the biscuit and the dessert? How does it go well, from that first, point on? I'll tell you, in, in that order, it depends on what side he came in. He's not going to come in the side where maybe I'm around there or maybe land beers around there because we did a lot of things I look at, we didn't tolerate. I'm not saying that we mm-hmm. just was straight up beat that, beat the crap out of them. But you know what? Nobody's going to walk you out. It's psychological warfare. That's what I look at. If you could get in somebody's, uh, in your house, come on, straight, y'all, y'all, somebody Yo. come in your house and you don't even know that. I mean, it, it, this is supposed to be your enemy. No, that ain't happening. Right. Not happening right. at all. So, First person to probably take a hit or swing is Isaiah, and then he'll run behind me. <laughs> <laughs> Big body, Rick Mahorn. I, hey, listen, you said it. You confirmed it. I told Nate when 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 you was about to come on, I said, listen, I remember trying to come around some picks, and Rick hit you with that big butt hip, yep. and, and I about fell out of bounds and, and broke myself on the stanchion, broke my knee or something, or collarbone on the stanchion, hitting that big butt. Listen, listen. That's why I'm hurting now. My back hurt, my legs hurt, all kinds of things. But you know what? I wouldn't change one minute of basketball that I played. And I thank God that he blessed me to play those 19 years of professional sports. I may feel it now, but, man, I'd do it again in a minute. Well, we thank you again for joining us on the block. We'll have you back again, my friend. It's always a pleasure to talk with you, and thanks for joining us once again on 93.7. Last thing. Last thing. Hey, man, you talk about some potato salad and some cobbler. Man, I just got, man, I got to go. I'll talk to y'all later, man. Man, I'm done. Y'all be good. Rick Mahorn. Rick Mahorn joining us on the block, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. We've got to take a break, and we'll be right back to finish things up right here at Mary Ellen's.